headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. David is in Jefferson, New Jersey. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Better than we deserve, sir. How may we help? All right. Well, um, I'm 64. My wife and I just started. We I ordered the Financial Peace University at your Christmas special. Thank you very much. Um, and we started on that in January, and we basically have been tearing into our debt. Good. We basically paid off around fifty thousand dollars worth, and I've wait a minute, you paid off fifty thousand in one month? No, we started in January. We started paying in October, but we went to financial peace. Started in January, and you paid off fifty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, since October. Wow! I sold a boat. <laughs> I sold it. Just, if it wasn't nailed down, it was going out the door. Wow! That's um, awesome, David. <laughs> yeah. Well, my problem is I got $1,200 left on one credit card, which if I have a good week of side hustles, I'm going to pay that off this week. And for the first time in my life, I'll not have a credit card bill whatsoever. Wow. Way to go, man. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Watching these things go to zero has just been a thrill for me and my wife. Good for you. My problem problem is coming up. I've got a debt. It's $16,000. It's a 401k loan. Uh-huh. It has to be paid in full. Uh-huh. I can't make payments. Uh-huh. So I don't, it's been so long since I saved money. I'm just not sure how to save that because the debt behind that is 21000 on my wife's truck. And I know I can go after that and mash that thing down to zero and then come back and save for the other one. I would. So I'm just motivationally, how do I, is there a, is there a trick? No, I, I, I think I think you're I think you're onto something. I'd probably skip the four hundred one k and roll it on behind it. What other is that? Your only two debts left? That's it. Okay, good. So we knock out the truck, then we got to save up and do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay, that's it. Hey. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I just say because I was worried because my behavior has not been saving; it's been spending. Well, and you, but you're on, you're on a, you're on a, you got a momentum right now and I don't want to do anything that trips that up. So knock that truck no. out. Just I knock that truck. How quick are you going to knock that truck out? Um, let's see, 21,000, four months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then in three months more, you'll have the money saved to knock out the 401. Yeah. If you want to be clever yeah. about it, David, and I find myself trying to be clever, which is always gets me into trouble, but uh, you may go down to your, or put, just go to your online bank and open up an account and make a payment into it while you're saving that eighteen thousand. Yeah, when you get to the four hundred one k, just pay yourself payments in a separate account. John's saying. Gotcha. And that that feels like you're paying it down, right? Yeah, it's just it's getting higher versus lower, but that's okay. It's going to get to zero sooner or later. Well, sooner the point is, the point later, is, either way, by September we're done. Yeah. No doubt. No, what it's gone by then. And for the first time in your life, you're going to be completely free. I will be. I'm so proud of you. We'll Dude. have a mortgage. We'll have a mortgage. I'm 64, looking at retirement. We're going to knock the mortgage out next, maybe three, four years. 
keeps going. So if anybody uh, if anybody says, is it too late for me, I'm just going to tell them, look up David in Jefferson, New Jersey, because it ain't too late for him. You're getting it, no buddy. You're getting it. I love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the call, man. Well done. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is so easy to fall into a trap of I'm stuck and I can't get it. And instead, he's just like up on top of it, whipping it. That's right. Or I'm too young or I'm too old or I'm too. Man, get after it. You're not too, whatever it is. Right. Get, get it. it. Get it. it. Bust it. Brett is with us. Brett is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call today. I really appreciate you both. Sure. How can we help? So I'm in a unique situation. My wife and I are both 39 years old. Uh, we're debt-free with the exception of our mortgage and a small renovation loan that we just finished up here in, in Hickory, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. Um, we did get a 15-year. Uh, we renovated, renovated an old property uh, with a 15-year and got a very low interest rate. Uh, with the exception of owning, uh, owning about 239000 we have an investment property in the Smoky Mountains and have owned it and self-managed it as a vacation rental for the last five years. Uh, we're kind of in a unique spot where, given the increase in value properties in the Smokies, we're looking at considering selling it um, and wanted to get your thoughts. We do have a second child on the way in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a toddler now who's two, about to be two here in a few days. Um, and we really want to focus our time on family, and uh, we're afraid that the investment property has turned more into uh, taking away the value of our life in terms of what we want to do with our time uh, instead of looking at it as, as a future investment for us in, 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 you know, for retirement. So what, um, how much we, money would you land on the kitchen table if you sold it? As it sits right now, we bought it a downtime in the Smokies after a fire, which was you know, a good time for us then, we would probably pocket around about three fifty to three seventy five. Okay. And so a good way to analyze these things is just visualize three hundred fifty thousand stacked up in the middle of your kitchen table and you don't own the property in the Smokies. Would you go Correct. buy would you go buy that property? Probably not. Whatever the probably is, whatever the probably is needs to be discussed. But if you went absolutely not, then that tells you you absolutely sell it, right? So it sounds Correct. to me like you're probably selling it. So whatever was calling you to say probably, yeah. I guess still needs to be considered. But sure, what's keeping you from pulling yeah, the trigger, man? Is it the uh, idea of being a, like a like having multiple properties, or you watched a lot of Property Brothers, and you like what? What's the thing? Yeah, good question, John. Um, and that's part of it, man. I think there's some emotion tied to the property. Okay. Um, it was our home for a little while. Uh, we actually became debt-free because we were full-time RVers for three years. Uh, we put our house up for rent in Nashville, which we later sold, uh, and took the net proceeds from that sale. That turned into renovation of this old historic property, um, basically what happened. But during that time we were RVing, it was our home base. Mm. Uh, so anytime we, we needed to collectively kind of – have a long shower, if you will. As, um, as they say, plumbing. that was then, this is now. Correct. Yes, sir. Now you're not an RVer. Now you have a baby. And now you have a mortgage. Unchain yourself, man. And cut this thing loose. Pay off your mortgage. Yeah. And then and then start saving for your future investments. Maybe what, what sounds fun. You've done well with real estate. You may want to buy some more. 
but save up and pay cash for it after your home is paid for. And uh, thank you to the Smokies. It did us well. This is The Ramsey Show. America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, tickets are going fast for our Building Wealth Live Tour. Just four more stops on the tour, guys. You don't want to miss this. You want to get control of your money. I am going to be live in your city if you're in one of these four cities, along with the team. I'll be next week, February 16th. You can catch me in Indianapolis with Rachel Cruz, George Camel, and Jade Warshaw. The following week, February 23rd, did I say April 16th? It was February 16th next week. April or February 23rd, I'll be with Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, and Jade Warshaw in Austin, Texas. On April 24th, we'll be in Salt Lake City with Rachel Cruz, George Campbell, and Christina Ellis. And our final stop of the tour is Anaheim. I'll be there May 2nd with Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, and Christina Ellis. Tickets are only $49. And you can get a four-pack of tickets starting at only $175. So hurry. Don't miss your chance to see me and the Ramsey personalities in person. We'll sign books, uh, take pictures, answer questions. We're going to have a blast. You don't want to miss this. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events and get your seats now. These things do sell out early. Uh, Austin, Texas, just about gone. And Indy is, uh, I mean, there's like 100 tickets left for Indy. So get tickets now if you want to come. We'd love to have you. Zeke is with us. Zeke is in Minneapolis. Hi, Zeke. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. What's up? Hey, thank you, Dave. How are you doing today? Better than I deserve. How can I help? <laughs> hey, thank you. Uh, me and my wife were going over our expenses last night and got a little, uh, anyway, upset over how much we were spending. So we decided... We're going to knock this last bit of debt out we get with my bonus that I'm getting from work. And then we'll be clear on the baby step three. Great. Problem is that right after that happened, found out that I am eventually going to be laid off. What does eventually mean? And when they tell me, when I'm being told I will be laid off. That's, well, that's I mean, is this, is, now, what, what do you think? Is this a, a day, a week, a year? Could be a couple months. And, but what I do know is that after that, I will have 60 days of notice in which I'll continue to get paid. And after that 60 days of notice, I'll be getting 14 to 16 weeks of severance pay. Awesome. Now, what do you make? If I, oh, thank you, sir. I make just my regular salary is 95. What do you do? I'm an analytic consultant. Oh, great. Awesome. Oh, Thank you. Okay. So your income's getting ready to go up, and you're going to get a new, better job, huh? That is, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you weren't looking, but they just told you to. Yes, yes, sir. So you need to land a job just in time to get that big severance check. Indeed. That'd be great. 
<laughs> That's like a signing bonus but, then, right? Yeah, it would be for me. Yeah. Um, but I figured that um, in the worst case scenario, and it's not my goal at all, but even at the end of the severance, should be able to put the, if I paid off the debt immediately, uh, still have a six months uh, expensive savings after the end of the severance. You're not going to have the end of the severance. You're going to get a job. (laughs) I know. Thank you. No, I mean, really, there's jobs everywhere. There's more jobs than there. I mean, there's more jobs than there are people looking for jobs. So, I mean, you got, this is, you're in really good shape. Thank you. This is the best time to get laid off. Okay, well, I thank you for the support. No, I'm I'm I'm, nice I'm not making this that. up. I mean, this is not support. I, I'm I'm glad yeah, it's supported. If, Dave, but if you all, were screwed, Dave would tell you. It also screwed. happens to be the truth. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know well, if you're, you're in, I don't know if you're in Minneapolis at the end of the story or not. What's your wife work, mate? What's she make? Uh, my wife is unemployed. We I'm a head house. Okay, that's cool. All right. Well, you're in a field of analytics, data management. Uh, and, and so on that is hot, hot, hot. Very few companies are going to exist if they don't invest in your area over the coming five years, companies of size anyway. And so they, they, you are, your position is, I mean, it's deeply needed. I got, I got three of those type things on the board right here at Ramsey right now. So up, I mean, up for sale right now, we're trying to hire people. So, um, uh, data is just and analytics are just if you can't do that in the future world you're not going to be open and so you're just you're sitting in a sweet spot man and seriously you might roll into 120 and pocket the severance as your signing bonus you really might i want you to start looking and i want you to use everything ken coleman's got have you heard of ken have you heard ken's stuff yet so uh to be fair uh, honest you hired one of my managers a couple of years ago, and he's the greatest guy. And congratulations on you for hiring him. Sent me, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say his name, but uh, anyway, he sent me a, a link to Ken Coleman's. Uh, cool. Who is it? Who, 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 who did we hire? Who are you talking about? Elliot Chambers. Oh, God, he's great. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah, so you what you need get, uh, get get Ken's survey. stuff, get the resume stuff. I'll send you a copy of Paycheck to Purpose, Ken's book. I want you to read that. Oh, wow. and, and so here's the thing. I, I was just talking with a young guy this morning that uh, in this mentoring session thing I was in, and he was like, okay, how do you get security if you're working contract? And I said, everybody's on contract, baby. Because you ain't got yeah, nobody's got security except for your ability to land on your feet when they kick you out. And you got so much ability to land on your feet that your security comes from your ability, not your stupid company. And that's why you're, you're just in a sweet spot, man. You're, you're just, you're rocking. And so no, this is going to turn out so good if you'll plan it just a little bit. And know this, um, for, if you're like me, like most men, we put a lot of our self-worth into our job. And when somebody says, Hey, we don't want you to work for our company anymore. It's a, it's a, it's a gut punch. Ken and I have looked at some data together where it losing your job, somebody calling you in and saying you're fired, um, re- responds in your body as though you lost a loved one. So it's like you're not crazy, you're not weak, you're not a wimp, you're not a whiny baby. Like it hurts, man, when somebody calls and says, "Hey, you're fired," and it, it sets off a terror alarm in our body. It should, and then 
you get to fall back on the data, like Dave's telling and you. And here's here's what here's what's worse. <laughs> they didn't even tell you that. They said we're going to tell you that later, but we don't know when. <laughs> yeah, it's like dating somebody, and they're like, "I love you. I'm going to break up with you later." <laughs> I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's terror. They just hung you out to dry. But hey, you know, at least they at least they dangled the carrot of the uh, severance to get you to stick around a little while. Opportunity, uh, opportunity, opportunity, man. By the way, if you get a really big signing bonus tomorrow and one hundred twenty thousand, uh, just pack your desk and go. Forget the severance. Okay. Understood. Okay. Yeah. So start looking. I'll send you a paycheck to purpose if you can line it up for your start date to be about the time they announce uh, at the new place. And unless there's enough money to leave early, uh, you can get the severance as your signing bonus out the door. That's going to be freaking fun right there. So, yeah, you, Zeke, you're in good shape. Yeah, go ahead and use your bonus money. Pay off your debt. Pile money, pile money, pile money for your emergency fund. You got a big old pile for an emergency fund, and you got the severance in the background, and you got Ken Coleman on your team getting you moving, thanks to Elliot. And, man, you got all the stuff. You got all the stuff I know how to do. And so, you're, you're, you know, you got your resume template. You've got uh, – you're going to start using your proximity principle, people you know. who. How can you get connected to get your foot in the door on this? And Ken's going to teach you every bit of that, and you're going to land a job in no time. Your only problem might be that you land it too soon, and, and you, you have to get the quandary of whether to stick around long enough to get the severance. And uh, that might be a hard decision, actually. So, but just keep looking, get out there, get moving. Hang on. We'll uh, have the guys pick up and give you a copy of that book and get you moving. Wow. Congratulations on your freedom, Zeke. Yeah, one of the very few shows you'll call and someone says, I'm getting laid off. And we go, yes, good. Good. Because you're not being paid enough. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Hey, if you're new to this whole Ramsey process and you hear us using this lingo on here that kind of feels like it's inside baseball, like you have to know all the stuff to be able to do the stuff, it's really not that complicated. But yeah, we kind of have developed our own tribe speak, so to speak. And if you want to know a little bit more, and here's what you can do. You want to dig deeper into the Ramsey baby steps, as an example, go to RamseySolutions.com, click on the get started button, and we'll help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today. It's completely free. Click get started, and we'll walk you through the whole process at RamseySolutions.com. Get started. 
It doesn't cost a thing, and it'll kind of get you, you know, into the lingo, and you'll get, you know, you'll get caught up here. Because uh, sometimes listening to this show is like, what are they talking about? Well, I mean, we, it, you have to be careful. We, we, we overdo that sometimes, but this will at least get you moving in the right direction. Gabriel is with us in Fort Lauderdale. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, John. How are you doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? So long story short, I'm working my debt snowball. I'm in baby step two right now, and I'm returning to a job that I love so much in school security, but unfortunately, I'm expecting a minor pay cut. So my question to you is, how do I efficiently, uh, effectively budget my money and find a side hustle that pays a decent amount of money for me to be able to kind of survive down here in South Florida? Why in the world are they cutting the pay of school security officers? Yeah, I am not sure why. Uh, I was working in the charter school segment, which is higher paying, but unfortunately, they always drop the contract to give it to an agency for a cheaper amount. So I just went ahead and returned to the public school board in my local county. Have you thought about um, just going to the academy? I don't know a police department in the country that's not looking for people. I did. Um, I, I applied over the summer when I found out that they dropped my contract and I was in the process of doing it when a new opportunity with training dogs came around and I thought it'd be kind of unique and different. So I wanted to explore it. But after about six months of doing it, it's, uh, it's not my thing. So I want to return back to public safety. So can you can you call back the recruiting officer and get back involved? Yeah, I absolutely could. It's just that working directly in the schools kind of is something that interests me a little bit more than, you know, being out on the road as a police officer. Uh, they're completely different jobs, but uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I've, I've, I, I've had school um, police departments reporting up through me at my at various universities. What I'm saying is I get that those are different jobs. I'm trying to figure out, is there a similar enough-ish job that doesn't require you to, to, make, to, to make nothing. To, yeah, to take cuts in pay. In an economy where people are dying to hire people. I mean, there's yeah, the, the hiring. People are paying unbelievable money for all kinds of positions out there right now. And so, um, you know, I, I, I don't want you to be as stuck as you feel like you are. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think you could find similar gratification if you adjusted three clicks to the left or right and moved into something that paid double what you're being paid um i appreciate you want to sacrifice and uh be there for the kids that's awesome um but they're making it untenable for you let me paint you this picture my dad was a police officer growing up and he mowed lawns on the weekend and he cleaned the church he was the janitor for a season and he would go help another like so that's the life that's the choice Right. And that's a tough road to hoe, especially with so many jobs out there. And I, dude, it's in my blood. I love it. I love everything about it. That's that's my community. It's tough, and I, I just can't wrap my. I'm having trouble even wrapping my head around how they would drop the the contract right now. It's just madness. It's just madness. Um, in a season when we need to be paying school security officers more to get more people and more qualified applicants to drop it, is madness. But that's where we find ourselves. It is what it is. You got to deal with the reality. Um, I don't know, man. So, yeah, I think that in that world of serving and protecting, there's a lot of things that fall in that bucket that would scratch the itch uh, that you could either add to this position as, a, as an additional thing or, uh, or, or make a change 
in that direction, and either one would help you with your income side of the equation. So You can work the door at a restaurant or a club at night. My dad used to work concerts on the weekends and in the evenings for extra money, baseball games at local – I mean, all kinds of side hustle jobs here and there if that's what you want to do. That are security-oriented. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's – my guess is there's a ton of that out there. Uh, you just get to poking around in that world, get get in a couple of those little uh, circles, yeah. c- circles of people that that line you up on it. Right. John is with us. John is in Concord, New Hampshire. Hi, John. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and John. How are you guys? Great, man. What's up? Well, uh, my wife and I are in baby step six, and we're kind of late to the game with the life insurance thing. And I've been presented an option where. There is a term policy that can convert into whole life as an investment vehicle. And Why would you I was want to do find that? your opinion on that? Uh, it was presented to us, and I really don't know a lot about it. Oh, okay. All right. Over. Uh, oh, so, well. and um, I'm sorry. And okay. um, we'll be we'll have the house paid off here in the next few years. So, if we did a short term and then started converting, is what this person was telling us. Yeah. We could use it as an investment vehicle, and they pay dividends to us. And I don't understand that. I just didn't know yeah. what your opinion was. Okay. So this is uh, what Northwestern Mutual, New York Life, New York Life, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they're about the only ones selling that crap anymore. It's one of the worst okay. financial products on the planet. Not only is the okay. term insurance that they price to you way too expensive, but then they're trying to convert you into an absolute screw job, which is an investment inside of a life insurance policy. You're much better off just to buy term life insurance, do your investing anywhere except New York Life or Northwestern Mutual. Ugh. Gross. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Remember that so, time you called Dave to ask for his opinion? Yeah. And that and he, he wasn't clear. Um, so now let me <laughs> back up. Clear, yeah. Let me back up and tell you the detail. Okay. Let, you you want to hear the detail on it? I'll give it to you. Okay. Couple things. One is sure. there's two types of life insurance companies. That's how I knew who this was. Okay. There's mutual or stock stock companies are owned by the stockholders mutual companies are owned by the policyholders so when you buy a policy with new york life you're one of the owners of new york life okay mm-hmm. with me the same thing sure. with uh, state farm they're a mutual company okay now here's the way dividends work in life insurance follow me here you're the owner of the company so if you own a company and it makes a profit and they distribute that profit to the owners of the company that's called a dividend distribution does that make sense yes so if you opened up a company or you bought stock in home depot and home depot made a profit they would distribute that profit that's called a dividend all right. So in a mutual company, they are talking about distributing the profits of the company that you own to you. You follow me? That's your dividends. Yes. You, you with me so far? I am. Okay. Now, where do profits come from? The customers buying things that have profit margin. And so you, as a customer are giving New York Life so much money that they're going to make a profit and give some of it to the owner back to you. Okay. This is a dog chasing its tail. Sounds like a glorified essential oil scheme. Yeah. And so (laughs) 
the IRS has ruled that a life insurance dividend is not taxable income because it is the ref- here's the IRS language it is the refund of a deliberate overcharge that's the IRS's lingo run run to xanderinsurance.com get you an inexpensive term life insurance policy good god i get dividends yeah it's a refund of a deliberate overcharge it's kind of like saying i got a refund from the irs and i'm making a profit no it was your money you overpaid the irs that's why they gave it back to you it's the exact same thing and that's not taxable either by the way this is the ramsey show Scripture of the day, Proverbs 14, 23. There is profit in hard work, but mere talk leads to poverty. Hmm. Dr. Samuel Dubo Cook, the first African-American professor at Duke University, said, have a vision of excellence, a dream of success, and work like hell. <laughs> it's almost like that conversation we had at the very beginning of the very first hour all came full circle, man. Yeah, there it is right there. There is profit and hard work, but mere talk leads to poverty. And sit down and dream. Think about what could be. And then go get it. I mean. Get after it. It's hard. It's awful. And it's scraped knuckles. And it's exhausting. And it's tiring. You get hurt. And all. If you're a, a, a young man out there in your 20s and you're single, um, I want you to work so hard that you will be very attractive to that young lady's father. Well, that got weird, Dave. No, I mean, he will think you are a stud and welcome you to date his daughter. Mm. That's what I mean. Gotcha. I don't mean a physically I know, attractive, I know. I was you, being... you weirdo. But the I'm talking about unique. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I was watching the newscaster, and they're like, you know, 7 million men aged 25 to 54 that are able-bodied won't work. They are not looking for work. And the lady newscaster said, before she even thought, she went, she said, well, that's not, that's unattractive. Wow. But, you know, it is. It is unattractive. It makes you ineligible to the opposite. That's sex. a common question. How do I get someone to like date me. me, to like me? Work! Just make yourself the best version of yourself. Yeah. Like, be excellent. Be getting it. Yeah. All right, Neil is with us. Neil's in Minneapolis. Hi, Neil. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you. Uh, I mean that sincerely. You got <laughs> it, man. For your time. What's up? Sure. Um, What's up? So the scenario that I'm encountering is um, so I have I'm fully I'm fully employed on the side. What I like to do is make sure I kind of give back to my community. So I volunteer with the fire department. So I'm a fire medic. Um, over the last year, we've had a number of really traumatic scenes in my area um, with children passing. Oh. And so what has happened is um, I'm carrying that, and I'm carrying that trauma, and I come back home, and I have my, my children, I have four, um, who want something, but they want to go to Disneyland. So I'll simply just book that trip, and we went, um, because I always have that, that fear that I'm going to miss it if something does happen with my kids. Yeah. And so I guess my, my question is, um, and 
I'm begging for some help here. Um, how do I, how do I get past that? I, 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 I don't know if it, I can't call it wasteful spending. Um, no, Neil, 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 probably Neil. Is. Let, let me tell you this. Let me take you, let me, I've been there. I ran scenes and I saw things in homes and I saw things in the street with kids that I will, that will haunt me until I'm no longer on this earth. And then I'd go home. There was two nights I I know in particular that I went and went into my son's room and hugged him while he was asleep. Okay. I've been there. There's times that I saw my daughter walk out that next morning with her hair all a wreck and she's kind of waddling through because she was real young and I just started crying. Okay. I get it. And you have to know this, this truth. You got to embed it in your soul. Your kids don't want your stuff. They want you. In these that's moments, I feel like this time. I, I feel like this time together. Like that's that, that's what I'm trying to create is that moment. Yeah, you Doesn't have to be a Disney. It's not a moment, brother. You can go sit in a mud puddle in your backyard with your daughter, and y'all and let her put a hose over your head, and she'll tell that story at your funeral. What you're doing is you're creating a space between the trauma you saw and experienced secondarily. They call it vicarious trauma. And your own kids. You're trying to create a distance, and you're using Disney as the distance. You're using a, buying a bunch of stuff as the distance, and you can't, man. They're going to feel that gap, brother. They're going to chase that their whole lives. Go sit in the mud with them and say, hey, I love you, and I miss you. Go on a hike. T-I-M-E does not cost money. It's hard. Yeah. What you have to be able to do and grasp, which is really challenging for a first responder, is two two paradox i mean it's a paradox but two opposing sides you have to hold in your hand something you get to see a part of the world that you don't that nobody else gets to see this could actually happen and then you have to also be honest and hold in the other hand but it probably won't and that's a tension that a first responder's got to live in and if you if you hit the teeter-totter too much on either side then you call it causes chaos so it's it could happen here like i'm there it could happen but it's probably not. So I'm going to go, me and my kids, we're going to go fishing. And you know what? We're not going to catch anything. And I'm going to spend all my time uncluttering lines. And then we're going to get chicken nuggets or whatever nonsense. We're going to do time. And I'm going to have to look at them and say, every moment's precious and holy. Because it is. And Disney doesn't I, make I that a more. I just feel like I, I just, I don't know if it's a compulsion. I don't know if it's. There's definitely something that's changed psychologically. It's a trauma response. That's right. And you, if you want to be an actual brave responder, you need to go talk to somebody. And I understand if you don't trust your system, go call, call a local therapist in your town. Yeah. I, uh, you guys are going to help me with this. Neil, listen, I went crazy. (laughs) I'm joking. No, no, no. I went, listen to me. I went mad and my wife paid the price for it. Yeah. Don't do that. Go talk to somebody. Yeah, this is this. It, it's it's a post-traumatic stress reaction. That they, they have a name for it, right? I mean, because you're seeing stuff that that is acid being thrown into your brain, and uh, it's very brave and courageous to do that. Uh, but then your brain starts saying, "This is going to happen to your kids." And statistically, we know it's not. Right. Right. And holding that balance and then not reacting. and But what you're doing is a perfectly normal response 
to a horrible situation that your brain is in, right? Um, I mean, you're not crazy. This is just a normal yeah. response. As a matter of fact, the fact that you recognized it means you're way ahead of the game. If you called me and said, hey, I'm not having any problems and all my friends are, I would say, yeah, you need to go talk to somebody now, <laughs> right? That would tell me you're not functioning right. The fact it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not normal for human eyes to observe the things you've observed. That's right. In the mass that you've had it happen. I mean, most people might see something like you saw once in their life, and you've seen it three times last week. Yeah. Am I wrong? That's 100%. And can I tell you this, Neil? Um, in this because of your position and role, it may not be possible. You also have to know when enough is enough. A volunteer position. I, I, I broke the cardinal code. One time I walked into a situation and there was a small child and I looked at my partner and I said, I'm out. And her name is Patrice. She's amazing. I said, I'm out. And she said, you can't leave me here. And I said, I can't because I had an 18-month-old daughter at home. And we talked yeah. about it later and I was wrong and I said, I was sorry. And she said, no, 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 no. I'm with you. That's why they send two of us. And so if there's moments when you get a call out and you know, I, I can't today. Have the courage to say I can't today. I just fear that uh, I don't know. It's not easy for me to do that. It's not easy for me to reach out. I'm the guy that people call for help. Yep. I'm not the guy that goes looking for it. I, uh, I fear that some of the stuff, I guess some of the, I don't know, these vacations, this, this financial damage is already kind of done. I got to kind of build out of it, which. Well, you got to, you got to dig out of that because that was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, it's a good reason to make a mistake, a noble reason to make a mistake, but it's still a mistake. That's why you called. You knew it was a mistake. You didn't call up yeah. and defend I'm, the action. You said it was wrong. It's a wrong response uh, to a horrible situation. Agreed. Agreed. And it's not sustainable. You can't keep doing it over and over. No, what can I do moving forward? I just, I don't know. I gotta, I know I gotta stop and I just can't. Yeah. You, you can't. I that, I can't that's take right. That next step. Right, you I'll tell you what, you hang on. We're gonna set you up on the Dr. John Deloney show and let you have a little more time with John because uh, the top of the hour has run all over the top of us, my brother, and we don't wanna leave you hanging. So you hang on. We'll continue the conversation on the Dr. John Deloney show and we're gonna send you a copy of his book. Own your past, change your future, and then I'll get you started as well. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.